0: Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast, equipping men for growth in your faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances. Check out menofiron.org to learn more about how you can get involved in or support the vision of changing a culture one man at a time. Thanks for listening. Here's your host, Chad Zook. The Men of Iron Podcast is made possible because of sponsors like Backgate Prayers, Did you know that there are a multitude of biblical truths you can claim over your children's lives in prayer? Backgate Prayers research God's promises in Scripture to curate and write a set of prayers to claim over your children's lives as they grow. They'll even personalize those prayers with names and a photo. Each set of prayer cards sits in a handmade wooden block and is personalized with names and a favorite picture of the ones you are praying for. Guys, listen up, Mother's Day is coming, and if you're looking for a meaningful Mother's Day gift for your wife or for your mom, you want to definitely check out Backgate Prayers at backgateprayers.com. You can use the code METAVIRON for a 10% discount. Last day to order to guarantee delivery by Mother's Day is April 30th.
1: Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast, equipping men for growth in the five Fs, faith, family, fitness, finances, and what's the last one? Friendships. This is who we are and this is what we are about. Welcome to the show. My name is Chad Zook. I'm the host of the Men of Iron Podcast. And today we have the treat of having the Presidente with us. So Garrett, welcome to the show. Hey,
0: Chad. Thanks, man. Happy to be on here. Pumped, uh, Pumped to be on here.
1: Me too. Finally get to set this up. This has been in the works obviously for a couple of months. We ramped all this up and been putting out podcasts. You guys have heard my voice, but now you get to hear my voice more in real time and in more in current times. And we're going to talk about something that is super important. We're going to drill down into one of the five F's and then also one of the pillars of the work that I have done in the past with New Kind of Man. And Just so you know what we're talking about, men, we're going to talk about fitness, talk about fitness. And before you tune out, we're going to give you some practical things here, even if you're not at a optimal or even a current level of good fitness, we're going to help you get some traction and to help motivate you to get there. So uh, Garrett, let's, uh, let's tee this thing up and let's talk about what you do as far as your physical fitness. Do you have a routine? Is it like Doritos? If so, what kind? I mean, what is your, what is your fitness routine right now?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I feel like my fitness routine is, uh, ever changing. Um, obviously with, you know, six year old, four year old, one year old, um, there's only a certain... runner. Basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, I've found that, you know, I have to work out in the morning. And so if I don't do it early, early, it, it more than likely is not going to get done. And so, um, you know, this is kind of with the help of some accountability through, uh, an executive coach of mine. And, uh, right now my schedule is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm up at five, five fifteen, Uh, and I get on my bike. Um, I have a trainer down in my basement and got a goal to ride, you know, um, a certain amount of miles this year. And so, uh, I get on and get on my Zwift app and, and I ride virtually. Um, so usually my morning rides are somewhere between 15 and 20 miles depends on, uh, what I've got going on that morning. But then, um, I also have another goal to do 25,000 pushups this year. And so, uh, I usually end my ride with, with some pushups and then Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, kind of flex days. Usually I'll use those days to go for a run in the morning and, and just be outside a little bit. So nice. Yeah. I've been tracking you on Strava. I
1: see, I see what you're up to up there in PA.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got, we got it going on.
1: You you do. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I've, I've seen the whole, you know, the fact that you ride and is that something you've always done or is that something that you've just fairly recently adopted?
0: Cyclist? No, I would say it, it. I've never grew up as a cyclist. Uh, it was something I kind of picked up back in 2012, 2013. I, I did it in a half Ironman. And so obviously you have to learn how to, how to ride a bike to do that. And you have to learn how to ride a bike for very long distances. So, um, that's kind of when I picked up my love for it and, Uh, now it's, it's just a nice thing to, to be able to kind of do the virtual rides down in my basement. I don't have to leave the house and I don't have to ride in the dark, you know, that that early in the morning I can, I can get it done and, and get
1: moving. So, yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. And with cycling, it's one of those disciplines that, that does take more time. I mean, it just, it just does. And if you're out on the road, then you have to think about your schedule. And of course you're in PA. So the weather always wouldn't allow you to be outside. I'm sure you'd rather be outside, but you just can't do that because of weather and time. So going down to the basement, that seems like a pretty sweet thing uh, for you to do. Now, were you athletic growing up, or is this just something that, you know, what drove you to fitness?
0: Yeah, so I, I mean, I played a lot of sports growing up as a kid, but, you know, I kind of settled in on, you know, wrestling being, uh, I would say, a, a major focus of, of my life for a majority of my life. And I did pick up golf later on as well um, in, in life as, at 15, but wrestling was kind of the one that, you know, really gave me the disciplines to, you know, have fitness be a major Component of my life moving forward and I think it it still continues to the, the roots of of amateur wrestling or there's still a component of that that kind of is in in my blood and uh, in my bones a little bit. So yeah, I see your occasional
1: post on IG about wrestling and you and I haven't had one second of conversation about wrestling in the past just so the the listener knows we haven't but you know that's one of those things I didn't grow up wrestling. Um, I couldn't get past a singlet, man. I just could not do it high school. I just, I was way too image conscious. And, <laughs> and truthfully, I was probably looking for an excuse not to do all the work that is required to be a wrestler. But here's one thing I did do with my son. I totally encouraged him to be a wrestler. I disregarded all the reasons why I did want to be a wrestler. And I, as a dad, you know, my son's 24 and married and actually just to, they're on an anniversary trip right now. Just absolutely loved watching my son wrestle in high school. Just from a from a dad's perspective, I see so many values, particularly, to particular to rather, wrestling of just what it what it helps draw out in in a young man. Is that the sport that you would say that you would that, you know if if there's somebody out there who's listening to this and maybe they're trying to raise kids trying to figure out, you know, hey, you know my kid wants to do this and or excuse me, my son wants to do this, my son wants to do that. Would you recommend that, that they get them in wrestling? If, if so, why? And if not, why not?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in wrestling. I think, you know, I, I think all combat sports to some degree, you know, jujitsu is good for little kids. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of gymnastics, um, at a, at an early age just to kind of learn them, you know, how to, how to balance your body and how to fall right and how to fall mm-hmm. into positions. But, but wrestling is one of those things that, um, yeah, like, it's something that you know uh, hopefully my kids fall in love with it but you know i'll i'll probably make them do it early on not competing but just simply going to practice and having fun with it and you know i'll i'll hold wrestling the competition side off from them until they're ready 12 11 12 years old but Um, as far as, you know, the sport of wrestling and requiring, or at least encouraging our kids that, that way it's, it's, there's no better sport. It's one-on-one there's nobody else out there with you. Uh, it teaches you a ton of discipline. Um, there's just life lessons that you, you pull life lessons away from every sport, but wrestling is a one where it's physical, emotional there's no other sport like it in regards to the one-on-one component you, you can't look around and rely on a team it's, it's you so there's a lot of accountability that you learn in the process as well and um i just say the major things i took away from it you know being 36 you don't realize it when you're a, you know a teenager a young man but just the disciplines you learn taken from the sport um it'll be one of those things that you know i think now that um now that uh Girls wrestling is becoming a thing and excites me uh, t- to be a dad of girls because, you know, it gives them an avenue to, to experience a sport that, you know, 20 years ago, girls weren't probably didn't have that opportunity. So uh, I'm excited about it. That's super cool. You know, one of the things that I, I really love about wrestling
1: is something you mentioned early on. And what you just said is with wrestling, there is no hiding. Once the lights go on and you're on the mat, it's you and one other person. And that's it. And the work that you have put in is going to be revealed one way or the other. And as a dad, I can say this again. I can't say it as a wrestler myself, um, but as a dad, I can just say how much value that I know that that brought to my son, because you can go through and you can see how much work you put in the gym, how much, how much work you put in the weight room, how much work that you put in sweating ahead of time to get conditioned for you know for the matches and then you can literally see how that plays out on the mat you may still get pinned that's not what I'm I'm not talking about wins or wins or losses but I'm talking about you can chart your own progression you know in in wrestling by putting in good work and uh more so I think than a lot of other sports a lot of other sports it, it just doesn't shine through as much in my opinion well yeah. I want to talk about something particular today I want to talk about Luke 252 and I don't know if you're familiar with this passage Garrett, but this is going to become the lens of what we talk about for the next couple of weeks on the podcast. And I want to talk about Luke two fifty two because this is what it says. It says that Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and men. So out of this, it says that Jesus grew. And we see no, you know, no sign in the scripture that he stopped growing in these areas. It wasn't like he just like, reached this place and he's like, peace, I'm just going to pass this on to my disciples. I'm done we see that he continued to grow. There was a progression in his, in his maturity and in his growth of being the God-man. And I know both you and I are, are followers of Jesus, and we believe wholeheartedly in the authority of Scripture. So in this passage, in Luke two fifty two, it says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. So for the next four weeks, starting with today, we're going to talk about these, that Jesus grew in wisdom. We're, in the future, we're going to talk about intellectual growth. This week we're going to talk about stature and drill down into the fitness, the, the one of the five Fs, and talk about physical strength or physical fitness. And neither one of us are experts in any of these things. We're simply men along the journey, so we just welcome you, the listener, to join us in the journey of what we've learned. And hopefully, we can kind of disseminate some information that would be uh, transferable and some skills that would be transferable to help you to become a better man. So uh, in That passage also says in favor with God. So we're going to talk about spiritual maturity. That's kind of the obvious one. Again, drilling right into one of the five F's of faith and then in favor with men. So we're going to talk about the relational components and that kind of shines through on the family and then also the friendship side. So that's where we're going to be going, men, for the next couple of weeks. But today we're going to talk about physical fitness and so when you hear that that verse that jesus grew in wisdom and his stature and in favor with god and in favor with men what are your initial thoughts
0: it's balance you know that's kind of what i think about it's and and i think that's a challenge for most of us men is you know when when we do these equilibrium retreats or when we're asking mentors and proteges to kind of evaluate their life in, in these areas of their five f's you know 90% of the time you you get these guys that are kind of rocking and rolling in, in one or two, maybe three areas, but the other ones are uh, a complete disaster. Mm -hmm. And, and I think we often overlook that as men, Chad, to be quite honest with you. And we don't understand the, the, the significance of dismissing one of these areas of our life. And we don't understand that it's often that one or two things, that's going to sink your ship um, just because these other areas are going well. Right. So what we all know, these stories of the guy that's, you know, rocking and rolling in his faith and he's got a great marriage and he's got a great relationship with his kids, but yet, you know, he's a hundred pounds overweight or vice versa. you got a guy that's slapped together. He's in shape. He's got all the money in the world, doing really well in his career, but yet his marriage and his kids, it's it's all a mess. So like, it, it just makes me think of, Hey, Jesus was growing in all these areas and it, it talks about balance. Now, I don't think that we're always in perfect balance, but I think we need to be aware Uh, of of the balance in our lives and and how that affects us yeah and and the word that i use to help define those i think
1: balance is a fair word too is is integrity Mm. integrity implies wholeness so we we should be in pursuit of integrity wholeness wholeness in these areas because just as you rightfully said i believe and i know you do too if we're lacking in one of these areas, we're ultimately failing as a man. I mean, I can have all the money in the bank, but if, I, but if I'm not present with my wife and my kids, to me, I consider myself a failure. I'm not saying I need to have a million dollars in the bank. That's not what I'm saying. And, and also, we can be you know very present with our, our wife and our kids, and yet, if we don't have any friends, Right right like i think that we're missing there's there's a, a necessary component there that we're missing out i know you and i both believe in mentorship i mean this is a big part of what we do and, and who we are as a organization and as men not just tied to a business model but but a way of life yeah we believe that that every man has the potential to change the culture when when one man gets it you know there's there's this the the, the ripple effect of that 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 happens in essence can change culture
0: yeah. And I, th- I think it's important to remember, like, I want to make sure our listeners even understand this. Like it, it, it doesn't mean, you know, just because we're having this podcast, and we're talking about these areas and balance and well, hey, if you're failing in one area, you know, you're, you're, you're failing. Mm-hmm. Like there, there is reality to that. Like let's not sugarcoat it, but there, cause there is reality to that, but it's also one of these things that so much of this stuff is seasonal. And I think that the, the most important thing is to be aware, right? So like right now I'm in a season of life where, I'm probably not dedicating everything that I could be dedicating to the, to the fitness side of things because of the season of life that I'm in, right. The early mornings, uh, the late nights uh, right now. And some of that is impacted by men of iron. Some of that is impacted because I've got young kids. Some of that is impacted because I'm trying to like figure out marriage along the way. Right. Like these are all seasonal things. Well, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, this area of my life is going to look much different, right? I'm going to be able to dedicate a lot more time and intentionality to this, or maybe a more structured routine. So I think that's the thing is if you feel like you're falling off the horse in one of these areas, um, it's not too late. You can get back on the horse and ride. You just got to make it realistic for the, that particular season of life that you're in. And so um, I think that's the perspective we lose sometimes a little bit as men is we want to we hit a home run in all, all five of these areas. And it's not reality. The bottom line is we just got to get on base. And, and so that might look different for you than it does for me. Yeah.
1: And it definitely will. I'm glad you said that because I certainly don't want to, I know you don't either. We don't want to have men feel like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm missing out in this area. So now there's no way that I can catch up. We're not saying that at all. And it does change, you know, even in you saying that Garrett, it reminded of me, it reminded me of this. I mean, my daughter is a senior. She graduates in, in about a month. And of course, my son's out of the house. She's going to be going to college. We're talking about being empty nesters now, which is crazy weird for us. <laughs> crazy weird, because in our minds, we're still like chasing knee knocker kids, like you are. Like mm-hmm. in our minds, that's where we are. But the reality is, my my schedule has opened up immensely compared to when my kids were younger. And so, I, I you know one of the things we talked about. Uh, actually in the podcast, the last episode, guys, you need to go back and and listen to that. The last podcast that was here, um, when I talked to Cam Hall, he gave some great tips on how dads can be active with their kids and not be separate from our kids. Cause I think that's a, that's a common thing too. It's like, well, I either have to choose my fitness or my kids where there's, there's ways that you can kind of like bring those two things together, no matter what phase of life, whether you're, you know, you're, you're, 60 50 40 30 you know 20 whatever, wherever you are in your phase of life i think all of us could benefit from this this little acrostic actually the acrostic originally uh, as far as i'm concerned it originated with dallas willard and it's this this acrostic v i m and because you guys you know you <laughs> you may not have any reference as to who dallas willard is he was a scholar he was also a preacher for a time but he was a scholar at uh, USC, and he was a philosopher. So, he, his uh, doctoral work, much of it was in, in the realm of philosophy. Brilliant, brilliant man. And his specialty, as far as I'm concerned, was spiritual formation. So, he talked about this, this way of seeing spiritual formation, but I think it's a way for us to see much of what we do in life. So, the V I M, V stands for vision, the I stands for intention, and then the M stands for means. So let me unpack that just briefly and then we'll kind of talk about this and, and try and make it really practical for you guys that are listening. The vision is what is it that you want to accomplish So thinking about this through the through the lens of physical fitness, what is it that you want to accomplish? be realistic like like Garrett said, be realistic in your phase of life because it isn't just oh now I need to be you know if we become imbalanced or if we we lack integrity, we're going to tip the scale in one way or the other, and, and it's not going to be beneficial. So be realistic, but create a vision. What is the vision that I would like to see for myself with physical goals? Maybe it's it has to do with some weight loss. Maybe it has to do with some, some gains in the gym. Maybe it's that you want to become a runner. Maybe it's that you want to trim your 5K time. Maybe you want to run a half marathon. Maybe you want to just go for a bike ride with your kids. It doesn't really matter what it is. You can determine what that is. What is the vision? that you would want for your life? And what is it particularly that you think God would want for your life for you to pursue some physical fitness goals? What would you say uh, in regards to that, Garrett?
0: Yeah. So I think this is just a really practical example. it's not to like toot my own horn or to like boast about myself, but I think there's, we have to keep it simple, right? When we're asking that question, it's like, what is it that I want to accomplish? It's like, listen, don't set yourself up for failure, set yourself up for, for success here. That's first and foremost to understand that, you know, you've got to understand the season of life that you're in. So again, I go back to my own example. Listen, I have a goal to, to ride 2,500 miles this year to, to an extreme cyclist, that's probably a joke and they're going to laugh at that. Right. Um, but that's, that's my reality right now. That's a, you know, that's about 50 miles a week. Um, so that's three mornings riding, you know, let's just say 20 miles a morning, 60 miles. Like I'm probably going to hit the goal as long as I stay. So I know that it's very smart. Like I know the specifics of that, what I have to do to accomplish that goal. Same thing with my 25,000 push-ups, 75 push-ups a day that there was a vision there though, first to say, listen, the vision has to be reality. Um, but it should stretch me a little bit as well. And so th- those are just two things. I think that we have to understand who we are. Um, obviously if you haven't worked out in a while, don't make it a goal to run a marathon this year. Right. But instead, Hey, back off of that. What's realistic. What can I do? Well, you know, don't forget about nutrition in this either. Like nutrition falls under the fitness component as well. So I just think you've got to think about it kind of holistically when it comes to the fitness side, you've got rest, you've got, uh, your diet, you've got the, the physical piece, what is it that's realistic for you, but that will also stretch you? Where do you want to be? What is it that you want to accomplish? You know, th- this is all vision component things.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, th- I, th- I think about that as far as the vision and what you're, what you're talking about. I think it needs to be clear. Whatever the vision is, it needs to be clear. And it also needs to be concrete. It needs to be clear, concrete, compelling. And there, there needs to be a challenge aspect. So it needs to be clear. It needs to be clear in your mind. You you need to be able to say to yourself mentally, just just using whatever tools you have available to remind yourself, hey, what is my goal? But it needs to be concrete. It needs to be like what you're talking about. You gave concrete examples. You didn't just say, well, I want to be physically fit this year because what does that mean? nothing fit so if i'm 25 pounds overweight i'm physically fit now if i'm 22 pounds overweight or you or you know what i'm saying it's like oh i i maybe it's anyway you could go a bunch of different a bunch of different directions but i think it needs to be clear it needs to be concrete right. there needs to be a specific thing and for you the miles and also the 75 push-ups a day those are those are concrete okay that's that's the goal those are good goals
0: yeah. I think, in, and this is an awesome opportunity when it comes to the vision component, you know, I, I think to, to think outside just the fitness, just, even though that's the one that we're talking about today, you mentioned it earlier. It's like, how do you, there, there's also power in kind of combining these things. Right. So I think in, in guys that are in this season of life where you've got young ones and it's, it's hard to be, you know, kind of separate the whole career finances, family thing. Like it, it feels like it's all kind of encompassing, right? Well, you know, we call them 5F combos or 2F or 3F combos, whatever you want to call it. You know, I'm sure there's same thing with the pillars, right? It's it's this idea that, okay, well, hey, I want to be with, my, I want to spend more time with my with my wife this year, but I want to also work out. Well, maybe she wants to work out, so run a half marathon together, right? Like now your trainings together. I know my wife and I did that a couple of years ago, and we found ourselves, you know, doing these five mile training runs with the kids and the strollers, and so. It, we were all together as a family. We're modeling something good for our kids. We're together. We're enjoying it. So there's ways to combine these things, and again, that can come out in the vision component here.
1: Yeah, great example. And you know, for uh, my son and I, my daughter's really not a runner, but my son and I, we used to go run all the time. So we would run together. So it's it's combining two two of the of the five Fs, combining them, and it's that combo aspect. Yeah. Another thing that I do now, and this is it may seem strange, but I can't, I don't listen to music whenever I, whenever I run. So I run three days a week and then I, I lift two or three days a week and I have one hard rest day where I don't do any like physical activity in that way. So that's kind of like the rhythm and my rest day changes depend upon my schedule. But one of the things that I do when I run is I can't listen to music. It's just, it just doesn't help me. I listen to sermons. Mm-hmm. So I add an, I add in the spiritual component. That's all I listen to is sermons while I run.
0: That's mm-hmm. it. So I don't listen
1: to podcasts and that way I'm incorporating two of the pillars, two of the, of the five F's into one. And actually it's a system that works for me. Now that may not be a system that works for somebody else, but exactly right.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's just, in, it's like to each his own, right? Like I have a buddy that's a big runner and he's like, I mean, I used to listen to music all the time. Now I, I don't listen to anything because it's just that quiet. And that morning run is like the only quiet time I get during the day, and so yeah. I just think you know you again, what is working for you compared to what season you're in? You've got to have that vision. You've got to be able to establish that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the vision, uh, you know, just some some things to help you, men. I think it needs to be clear. You need to have it clear in your mind. You need to be able to say it. You need to be able to write it down and know exactly what you're talking about. There needs to be a concrete. Aspect of this, in other words, it needs to be your goal needs to be an actionable goal, and that you will know when you reach it. I also think that there needs to be a challenge component. It, you know, it can't just be something that that's so low hanging fruit that you just know you're going to do it. I mean, we are, you know, men listening to this podcast, we were we were meant to do work and to achieve, and uh, that's just part of the, the the natural power that God has given us and, and just agency to be able to live life. So I think that there's an aspect of that that requires a challenge. So I would say where, wherever you are, start where you are. Don't start where I am. Don't start where Garrett is right. Start where you are and then make it clear, you know, make it concrete, but also give yourself that, that challenge aspect to where it's start where you are, but yet what does it look like? Just one tick or two ticks up from where you currently are, you know? Um, and good. that way you want to set yourself up. You want to set yourself up for success. Last thing we want is to see uh, more guys fail. I mean, this is the reason why we do the work we do is to help men to not fail. So the first thing is vision. The second thing is, is really kind of a clarifying idea around vision. And the, it, that is intention, meaning that if you, you, you decide that this is the vision, but what is it that you intend to do, or who is it you intend to be if you accomplish that vision? And this helps us, I think, to stay out of a lot of the of the trenches that we maybe would fall into as men, because we may say, Yeah, you know, I just, I just I want to get abs because you know, to me, this is a shallow reason. This would be a shallow intention, shallow why if you're using the, the terminology of Simon Sinek. But I think that, you know, if somebody says, oh, you know, beach is coming up, man, it's summer going to the beach. I want to look ripped. I want to go out and I want to have abs and I want to do all that. I'm like, that's a pretty shallow why, you know, that's and it's a seasonal why. So it's like, oh, I'm going to look good over the summer, but then what I can, you know, I can just totally disregard myself after that. So it's not a strong enough why, but when you hear intention, what kind of things rattle in your brain?
0: Yeah. I mean, it even takes me back to this morning. I was, it was in my kind of in my morning devotions and just kind of sitting there journaling and praying and, and realizing that, you know, some of the things that I have been pursuing, whether, whether it's a a goal here at Men of Iron, uh, it could be a a simple to do, right. Or maybe it's the responsibilities. Like I'm, I'm coaching, uh, volunteering, uh, coaching U8 girls soccer right now, which is uh, quite the experience, but I'm doing that here in my community, right? And I, and I coach uh, youth wrestling here in the community. And so a lot of times I, I think I see these things as, oh, man, my it's on my plate. It's a responsibility. It's a commitment. And rather than seeing it, man, this is an opportunity to actually show people Christ, right? Like, And so I think when it comes to this intention piece, it's, hey, how are you viewing this commitment? How are you viewing this to do? What is your perspective on this particular goal or this particular objective or this particular project at work? Like when reality, you know, what I realize is I need to commit more of these things to Christ in the process. I need to commit more of these things to God and say, Lord, I want your wisdom. I want I want to be your light in, through this avenue. And again, it could be personal. It could be something you're volunteering with. It could be a simple like task of fathering your kids so many times we as men we carry all these different weights and these different responsibilities that we quickly can become agitated or short or you know our, our temper starts to flare up and we we have these outbursts but i just wonder if that would re- occur less and less Um, If we're looking at this as the opportunity to really say, well, this is how I'm going to imitate Christ. I'm going to use my UA coaching experience to imitate Christ. I'm going to use my men of iron platform to imitate Christ. I'm going to use my marriage. I'm going to use my fatherhood opportunities to imitate Christ. I think it's all about intention, right? And so how do I get closer to Christ through this particular experience or through this particular to do? That's what really kind of stirs my heart as I'm kind of thinking through this a little bit.
1: Well said. Yeah, it, it stirs my heart as well. And to look at that through the through the lens of Luke 252, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and in favor with man. If we if we simply sit there and the goal, as you wisely said, is to imitate Christ. And so I'll I'll change the terminology, meaning the same thing, is to pursue Christ's likeness. Mm. You know, we pursue Christ's likeness, therefore to imitate Christ in one of the areas that, that we can imitate Christ is not just in our knowledge of the Bible, not just in all those things that we typically connect with Christian or church, but also in our health, in, right. in our, our physical strength. Um, I'm just interested in how you would answer this question. And, and I realize your perspective is going to be totally different than mine. Uh, maybe, but, uh, maybe your, your answers is similar. Who knows, but we'll find out shortly. Um, what do you think is, is kind of like the, the place where you see most men today? Do you think that they have the freedom to go out and pursue their, their physical and health goals? Or do you, Christian men particularly, or do you think that, that it's been downplayed so much to where they almost feel guilty if they do it?
0: Oh, man, that is a really good question. I would say, okay, so um, there's, there's two sides of the aisle like everything else in this world, right? Um, there there are certainly guys that I've, I believe kind of abuse this area, right? And they're, they're putting way too much focus, way too much time. Um, they're doing it for their own self glory. Um, they're not doing it for the glory of God, right? They're not doing it, well, I'm going to take care of myself because I want to take care of my family or I want to take care of my kids. They're, they're doing it simply for themselves. Now, I'm also saying that's not there's that's abused there's also an element of doing it for yourself and taking care of yourself that that's not a bad thing either so I want to make sure I kind of throw that out there I would say as far as the the men that we work closely with right the guys the mentors the proteges I would say this has and again this is my network my demographic of guys that we're working with it's often kind of one of the, the areas that's just been forgotten about there's no intention to it. Uh, the church hasn't talked about it. Uh, not enough leaders in organizations or churches. I, I don't think not enough leaders are focusing on this area. I don't think we understand the significance of uh, how this bleeds into every other area of our life. Um, and actually, I think there's a lot of power. And I think if you look at some of the most successful people in the world, the CEOs, top executives, um, Those are, they're very highly disciplined people that are taking care of themselves first thing in the morning, uh, through, through physical fitness. So, um, I would say more or less in my lane of men that we often run into, it's an area that's been forgotten about. Yeah. I think it's similar for me. I, I, you know,
1: it's interesting as you're talking, I, I couldn't help but think of many conversations I've had with men over the years. And they talk about, you know, when they were athletic or in playing sports in high school and before, And then, you know, college or not college or technical school or just going to work. And then, you know, then they get married and then children and then responsibility. And then all of a sudden, you know, their whole life turns upside down. And then being active or being athletic or or being fit is something that they used to do. And it's almost like it just got it gets stacked way underneath the priority list of all the other things that that they think are more important. But for me, I want to flip the script on that, not not to be selfish, but honestly, to be selfless for men, because if we were to show up physically, we're actually going to have more to offer our family than if we're not physically fit. I mean, all of us know this. We even know this, you know, anecdotally, anytime that you're sick, and I'm not talking about some self-induced sickness or, or, you know, you get the flu, how active and how present are you within the home? Hmm. right we don't have to be rocket scientists to know that we're not if we have a choice we're not we're, we're pretty much shut down at least while those symptoms are so severe so for us we know this anecdotally and yet if we are healthy now flipping the script if we're healthy and we're trying to pursue healthy goals of course we're going to be more active of course we're going to be more present of course we're going to have more bandwidth, even emotional bandwidth, to be able to go out and engage with our wife in the times that are difficult. At the end of a workday, when when I'm not on, I'm very I can be difficult and distant when I get home. Hmm. I just can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But whenever I have when I have worked out in the morning and I've put in a work, uh, you know, a, a hard work day, what typically would have been hard, I just I just have more on offer when I get home. Because I started my day right, because because I'm I'm engaged more, uh, my you know I've had a faith component that's w- woke up there. I've had a fitness component, and now I'm present. And I think that ultimately this is the path. Again, my my opinion, I think this is the path to greatness. Because I think for a man to become great is for him to pursue a pathway of service to God and others.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of guys, again, I hear this excuse, like, I, I hate working out and like, okay, well nobody really, I mean, there's a, some degree of enjoyment, you know, when I'm in it, but when I'm like climbing, <laughs> you know, on the bike, <laughs> yeah. climbing a 2,500 foot mountain, it's like, that's not fun, you know, but the 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 bottom line is, you know, I think you look at the end result and it's okay. I feel better. And so you, you've got to find that kind of that limit. Cause if you're killing yourself every day, no, you're, you're not going to enjoy that, but don't do it for yourself. I think this is the intention piece, right? It's listen, I work out. Okay. Yeah. Because it makes me feel good. And I feel better throughout the day and I feel more, more alert and I feel more present at home in the evenings, just like you, all those things you just said, Chad, like hundred percent. I think anybody that probably does work out regularly would say the same thing, but it's also like, I want to be the, 55, 60 year old dad that is able to be down the ground and wrestling with my grandkids. Like, you know, I want to, I want to be able to do those things. And, you know, I have a mentor of mine as a board member and, you know, he kind of looks at it like, well, how can we care for the ones that we love and the ones that love us? Right. And I I want to be able to be there and walk my daughter down the aisle. Like I want to be that dad. And I want to be the dad that's out there at her wedding dancing without having to not move for three or four days. So like, there's all these things that I don't think we look beyond um, current day, but when, when current day stacks up to the next day and it stacks up to the next day, before we know it, there's been two, three years that go by and we've never stepped foot in a gym. And it's almost, it's not that it's too late, but you know, I can tell you when you're in a routine and when you're doing those things and you completely let yourself go, it's hard to get back to where you once were. And so I just think we have to really, really focus in on, hey, if you really don't enjoy working out, okay, then then be realistic. Get back to the vision component for what's going to work for you. But now it comes to this intention piece, which is look beyond yourself. Look beyond your own desires and your own comfort and all that good things and start thinking about the people in your life that you love and, and who you want to be for them because Oftentimes it's the physical piece that often is, is tying back to that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I was reminded of a, of a book that I'm about halfway through and the book's called Willpower. I think it's Dr. Kelly McGonigal, I believe is the author. And one of the really cool things about willpower and like you were talking about, hey, nobody, nobody wakes up every single day and says, I just can't wait to go crush that 2,500 mile climb on a bike. But yet, there are other right. That there are some days that you do go into it. There are some days that you feel. I'm sure that you feel more uh, alive, more alert, more energetic. Like like you're ready to engage, and that really speaks of willpower. One of the things that she talks about in her book is she says <laughs> she gives all sorts of helpful ways and like little mechanistic ways of gaining more willpower. And one of those ways of gaining more willpower is by actually exerting willpower, hmm. even if it's limited. It's okay. I'm just not feeling it today. We'll do something. You know, the gym I go to, I, there's so many times that, and I'm a regular there. I see, you know, a lot of the same guys, but one really cool thing is, you know, just a common thread with a lot of these guys. And these are guys, I tell you as a listener, I'm telling you this because we're just normal guys. That's all we are. We're normal guys. So, and I work out with normal guys, but I'll be working out next to a guy and I'll say, man, how are you today? He's like, I made it in here. That's what he says. And what is he telling me? He's like, I didn't feel like coming in, but yet I came in and then, and then, you know, and the guy, he goes in, he goes through a workout. And usually at the end of that workout, the guy would say, man, I had a really good workout today. I'm glad I came in. Why? Because willpower grew willpower. Yeah. And and help him get through it. So we've talked about vision. We've talked about intentions, who it is that we want to become or what is it that we want to do? Who will will we be if we get what we want or we think we want? Let's talk about means. This is a pretty simple thing in our day and age, really, as to uh, reaching whether it's nutrition goals or fitness goals. So talk to us about means.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you you think about um, discovering, you know. I I know we talked, we had some notes kind of for this this portion even before we jumped on here to go live. But you know, discovering, reflecting, identifying the the thoughts, the feelings, the habits, social interactions, right? These other things that prevent us from becoming like Jesus. And so, um, again, you you look at this, um, you kind of look at maybe where you're struggling, uh, maybe these failings but then you got to kind of look at, okay, what do I got to do to get, get beyond this? Right. What, what are the barriers? What are the the hurdles that are in front of me that I need to kind of get through? What am I willing to do? Right. Um, so you look at somebody that might be, uh, let's just use addiction as a, as an example, right? Well, first off, like, do you even want to really give this up? <laughs> That's the first question you got to, and, and what are the means in which you're going, that it's going to get you there? Like, right. And so um I often look at it as, you know, it, it really comes down to this idea of okay, if I've got a vision, all right, and I and I have pure intention behind this thing and I know that it's to glorify God and and the other people in my life, there's that last component and it, and it's hey, what are the means in which I've got to get there? Um I hope that makes sense. I feel like I'm maybe stumbling my words a little bit, but it makes sense. Uh you know, you, there there's certain things and again, it comes down to the specifics of of what you're going to accomplish, right? Well, Hey, you, you got to think through these details, right? And so it's not that we want to overcomplicate it. We want to keep it as simple as, pop- as possible, right? Keep it simple, stupid. So like th- this is where I think a lot of guys can get hung up though. Yeah, I agree. You know, when it comes to means a
1: uh, guys can, you know, they can get hung up on it, but I want to make it really simple. Uh, the means as far as physical fitness, there was once upon a time, there was just these, we only, as men, we only had two places where we actually thought that we could actually become physically fit. And just talking about exercise now mm-hmm. is outsized for a walk, outside for a walk or run or going to the gym. And you know, if COVID g- has given us anything, it is the value of a home gym. Mm. It's the, it's the value of, of home equipment. Uh, even if it's not a gym, but just equipment or the value of being creative, you know, uh, you can have a 35 pound kettlebell and you can get an awesome workout with one piece of equipment. Truthfully, you don't even need a piece of equipment to get a good workout. Yeah. You just don't. And for us, we, because of all the things and the means that are available to us. I mean, I was just um, yesterday, actually, I was on Instagram and kind of got lost in in some of the videos on Instagram. And it was like in this area it was like, Exercise videos. And I'm watching this and I was thinking about this podcast. And I'm like, good grief. There's no reason in the world, there's no lack of information out there for mm-hmm. us. So there's no reason in the world why we couldn't have some sort of physical fitness goals if we want it. You know, right. if if we truly want it, like you were talking about.
0: We have yeah. all you know, we live in a day and age, Chad, where we have so much information. We and we talk about this all the time here at Men of Iron, right? Which is like, okay, there's information versus transformation, Mm. right? So we can have, we have all the access to information that we want to at the click of a button, but scrolling on our phone, right? We have more access to things that we than we ever had before. We've got uh, more opportunities than we've ever had before. None of that equals transformation though. Mm. Now we can use those things and we can use our relationship with Christ to experience transformation, right? Mm. But, but true transformation from a spiritual perspective, we know only comes by having a relationship with Christ. But when it comes to experiencing transformation in these other areas, it's more than just the information. You, you've got to be willing to say, okay, what's working and what's not? And sometimes, you know, I think, so here's, here's a really good example when it comes to means. Okay, my wife right now has a goal to get down to her pre-baby weight. Three kids, she wants to get down to her pre-baby weight. She's been busting her butt for the last year and a couple of months to get the remaining 10 to 15 pounds off, right? Well, she realized that when, especially when COVID hit, I mean, that kind of, we have to do something here at home. Like we're not going to the gym anymore, but it's also really hard to get three kids out the door, into the van, get them into the gym, get them into the daycare. Well, by the time you've done that, you've already (laughs) taken an hour of your day, right? Yeah, And so, we just, I just said, Hey, this isn't worth it. Like, let's get you an online membership to Les Mills. Uh, let's you have video content for days. Let's find you a routine that's going to work for you. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, she does her thing with Les Mills Tuesday, Thursday. She's asked me to stay home a little bit later in the morning so that she can get that workout in without the kids distracting her. And I show up to the office a little later but I also stayed at the office a little later that day. So like, these are all things, these are just examples of like, okay, Hey, and what are the means in which I got to, you know, go get this done. There's so many different opportunities out there. Um, but none of it leads to transformation until you grab it and you actually start to execute on it. Right. And so these are all things, right. And again, that might not work for some people, but again go back to the vision like what's reality right now what are the specifics here but we have to understand that just because you have this thing in your hand or you have this opportunity in front of you or just because you have an idea does not lead to transformation it's not until you okay spiritual transformation Christ the center Christ the foundation Christ in my heart christ in my mind when it comes to this physical transformation you've actually got to be able to execute and go out there and be a little bit disciplined yeah that's that's gold and i think that's one of the real
1: problems that that christians generally run into is they they think that information equals transformation so it's mm-hmm. like if i can just do this bible study if i can just rec- just complete this bible reading plan if i could just you know just absorb this this information then i'm going to be changed and that's really the, the the man the passion of my heart uh, for men is is spiritual formation spiritual formation which is why Dallas Willard came about, or, you know, with the, the VIM thing, it's, it's about spiritual formation. It's about true change. And so it's changing from the inside out. I mean, even what, what he says is this, he says, spiritual formation and Christ likeness in all of it is is all of this to human existence. It is the path by which we can truly, as Paul told the Ephesians, be empowered in the Lord and in the energy of his might and become mighty in his energy through his spirit entering the inward person. All of that implies change Mm -hmm. or formation or reformation. And I think that we have to be reformed even in our mind and in our heart to, to be able to engage in this physical piece so that we can do so, so we can show up big in our world. Well, Garrett, we have had a great conversation. I know the men have gotten a ton out of this. And we're going to talk more about this topic of VIM over the weeks to come as we talk about intellectual growth, spiritual growth, and then we talk about the relational growth. And I'm sure we're going to talk about some aspects of marriage and then also friendships and probably drill into some mentorships and really what that looks like and how discipleship rolls into all of that. So is there anything that you would like to say in closing before I wrap it up?
0: Yeah, I just think, you know, using these, using this conversation today, uh, you know, obviously let it be self motivating, you know, let's allow the Lord to use it to kind of spark ideas in you or convictions, even Uh, allow the Holy Spirit to do that. But I think use this to say, man, how do we, how do I use this information to go better my mentorship that's out there, right? How do I, how do I charge my protege with something? Or how do I even charge my mentor? Or how do I bring this up to my mentor? Like, use this stuff to your advantage out there, guys, when it comes to, you know, leading other men, whether it be through mentorship, small groups, or, or whatever it might be. Absolutely.
1: You know, and that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're equipping men for growth. We're not trying to equip men for stagnant living. But for growth, for us to grow in particular in this podcast, hopefully you men, if you're not on a journey to be more fit and to be uh, more healthy. And of course, we didn't even really talk about the nutritional side of this. There's so much that we could talk about in that regard. We'll have to do that in the future. But we just talked about the, the exercise component. But gentlemen, I, I hope that you have gotten a lot out of this podcast. It has been a pleasure to be able to bring it to you and to finally to be able to sync up and have this conversation. Garrett, I have enjoyed it. And until next week, men.
0: This Men of Iron podcast is brought to you by Men of Iron. If you're interested in getting involved in or supporting the vision of changing a culture one man at a time, or you simply want to know more about our Strong 27 mentorship experience, equilibrium retreats, Anchored Man video series, or Men of Iron Plus, go to menofiron.org.